This is a podcast developed by the medical students of UCD. It is intended to be used as a resource for medical students in their obstetrics and gynaecology rotation, simulating doctor-patient interactions. Please note that this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult your doctor if you have any concerns about your health or pregnancy. My name is Katrina and in this episode we will be reviewing antenatal history taking for a patient with type 1 diabetes. You are a medical student who has taken a history and you have been asked to present to a senior doctor. Okay Katrina, whenever you are ready you can present the history. I would like to introduce you to Miss Anna Murphy, a 34 year old dental nurse from Dundrum. Miss Murphy is 37 plus one weeks pregnant in her third pregnancy. She is Gravita 3 Para 1 plus 1. This patient was referred for induction of labour today after her baby was suspected to be large for gestational age on a background of type 1 diabetes at her routine antenatal appointment yesterday. Miss Murphy has had type 1 diabetes since her childhood. She is on a basal bolus insulin regimen. Miss Murphy had a normal booking HbA1c and her blood glucose was well controlled initially in the pregnancy and her fasting glucose was around 4.5 and her postprandial was around 6.2. However, in the last few weeks, her blood glucose has been poorly controlled and she is requiring more and more insulin. Yesterday, her fasting glucose was 6 and her postprandial was 8.1. Miss Murphy has not had any episodes of hypoglycemia during the pregnancy she does not have any complications of diabetes, including kidney or significant eye problems. She had regular retinal assessment during the pregnancy, showing background retinopathy. Miss Murphy had an appendectomy as a teenager, and there were no complications from the surgery or the general anaesthetic. In terms of medications, Miss Murphy takes both short-acting and long-acting insulin. She has no known drug allergies. In terms of family history, Miss Murphy's mother has hypertension, which was diagnosed at age 41. With regards to social history, Miss Murphy lives in a house in Dundrum with her partner Tom and daughter Emma. Tom is very supportive but has recently lost his job. Miss Murphy has six months maternity leave and she has a sister and lots of friends nearby. Miss Murphy has never smoked and was a social drinker before this pregnancy. In terms of gynaecological history, Miss Murphy's last menstrual period was the 15th of May 2020. Miss Murphy reached Menarche, aged 12, had a regular 28-day cycle with five days of bleeding and no history of menorrhagia or pain. She has used the progestogen-only pill in the past for contraception and stopped it five months before this pregnancy. Her last cervical smear was one year ago and was normal, as were all her other smears. With regard to past obstetric history, Miss Murphy gave birth to her daughter Emma in 2018, at 38 weeks following an induction and vaginal delivery without plain relief. Emma weighed 4.1 kg at birth and had neonatal hypoglycemia that was managed on the ward. She was breastfed 
Miss Murphy had a miscarriage in 2019 at six weeks, which was managed medically. All of her pregnancies have been planned. Moving on to the history of this pregnancy, Miss Murphy's estimated delivery date is the 22nd of February 2021. Miss Murphy attended preconception counselling with her endocrinologist and was taking 5 milligrams folic acid before conceiving. She had mild nausea and vomiting in the first trimester but did not struggle with hypoglycemia. Miss Murphy's booking bloods were normal. She is rhesus positive and rubella immune. She has felt regular fetal movements since 19 weeks and her 20 week anatomy scan was normal. Miss Murphy has been attending a diabetic antenatal clinic and has regular appointments with her endocrinologist, obstetrician, dietitian and diabetes midwife. I will now present the history of presenting complaint. Miss Murphy presented to her routine 37 week antenatal appointment yesterday where it suggested on ultrasound that the baby is large for gestational age. She has been struggling to control her blood glucose recently. It has been higher than normal, measuring over 6 millimoles per litre in the morning and over 8 millimoles per litre after meals. Following a discussion with her doctor, she was admitted for an induction this morning. She has since had a reassuring CTG and she is happy with the baby's movements. Miss Murphy had an artificial rupture of membranes and is beginning to get some contractions. In summary, Miss Murphy is a 34-year-old Gravita 3 Para 1 plus 1 dental nurse from Dundrum who is 37 plus 1 weeks pregnant and has a background history of type 1 diabetes. She was admitted to the labour ward today for induction of labour after her baby was found to be measuring large for gestational age at a routine antenatal appointment yesterday. Okay, thanks for that. I'm just going to ask you some questions now. What examination would be appropriate in this case? I would check the mother's vital signs. I would like to do a full antenatal examination. I would check the position of the fetus to determine if this patient would be suitable for induction of labour. For induction of labour, the lie should be longitudinal presentation cephalic and the head engaged. Okay, this lady has type 1 diabetes and is taking insulin. If this patient had type 2 diabetes, can you tell me a medication she might be taking that is safe in pregnancy? And can you tell me how it works? Yes, she might be taking a medication called metformin, which is safe in pregnancy. Metformin decreases hepatic glucose production decreases intestinal absorption of glucose and increases insulin sensitivity by increasing peripheral glucose uptake and utilisation. Okay, that's the end of your examination. Thank you. This podcast was written by Katrina Clear and Quiva Hartnett and was voiced by Katrina Clear, Quiva Hartnett and Jeff Kerwin. Links to the written notes and sources used in the podcast are included in the description. We would like to thank Professor Mary Higgins for her help and expertise in creating this podcast. Thank you for listening. We hope that you found it useful and that you will join us again soon.